0: I to stay here on earth And a lot of days And watch the fleeting
1: changes Of life's and even way But if my Savior calls me to that sweet
2: bibles this morning turn to isaiah chapter 40 if you was here wednesday night i shared these verses with you and i'm continuing on from what i started wednesday night tell you a little bit of background what's going on Isaiah's writing to his people and they're in the midst of problems they've got things going on their lands being conquered there's the enemy at the gate and things seem hopeless it's kind of like day. If you look around, it seems like things seem hopeless. It don't seem like it used to be. How many of y'all remember when, when Sundays used to be something awesome? Amen? Well, Sundays are still something off if you're worshiping God. It's just sometimes we forget because we get caught up looking at all the problems, all the heartaches, all the things that's going on, the battles, the the issues. We say, well, people just don't come to church like they used to. Well, hey, are you praying for it? Are you excited about it? Are you ready for God to make a move? Sometimes we don't think about that. And let, listen says Isaiah chapter 40. At the very end of it, as he gets down to verse 28, one of my favorite set of verses in the Bible Isaiah starts off, he says, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. Isaiah's reminded us that, hey, God's still on the throne. No matter what, we ought to be excited about that. He's still on the throne. Then he goes a little bit further. He says he gives power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God's making promises to you that he's going to get you through things. He gives us strength strength. And so I, I love, I took these verses, this, I told you about Wednesday night if you was here, uh, I noticed something this past week because I was, I was studying it, and, and where, where he goes backwards when you think about it. He starts off he says God gives you wings to fly then he helps you to run, then he helps you to walk. So he gives you strength that is great and gets you through the problems helps you to overcome it, that you can continue on and he gives you strength to continue walking to keep the battle going. So that's the kind of God we serve. So I want to look at the strength that God gives this this morning Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 a lot of us know this verse and we use it a lot of times where he says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me I can do all things now he, he didn't just say hey I can do anything I want he says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me so you know if you think no no, no there, there there's there we can't help but notice that Paul said it that Jesus is the source of his strength he's the source of the strength of the church he's a source of the strength of the Christian but sometimes we forget because we see these battles we see these problems we go whoa this is hard this is rough I don't know if I can overcome it but through God you can Amen. And, and I want you to look at what he said. I want, I, well, you know, When I'm focused on God, when things are going right, I can see the things that God reminds me. But it's the times when I'm, I'm battling, I need to remember that verse that I can do all things because God can lift me up. In 1 John chapter four, verse four, John said this. He says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when you think that the problem's too big, you think that the the mountain's too tall, you think the giant's too strong, remember who's with you. Remember the promise of strength that goes from the Bible and tells us, I'll lift you up, I'll help you to run, I'll keep you walking. That's the kind of God we serve. I want to think about, I thought, I said, God, you know, with Jesus' strength, I can overcome any sorrow and pain that comes my way. We ought to be excited about this. Listen, Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, verse four, he said, blessed are they that mourn. That's a kind of a strange thing to say, isn't it? Blessed are they that mourn. You know, happy are they that mourn. Good thing that they're mourning is kind of what he says. But then he goes a little further. He says, for they shall be comforted. So God reminds us, no matter how bad it is, Jesus says, now how how horrible it is, you will be comforted. And and you think, when the world seems to be stacked against you, when when, when sickness or death or, or everything seems to be falling apart, if you ever suffer from depression and anxiety when all that happens God says you'll be blessed because if you're his you stop focusing on that problem start focusing on him and you can make it through it listen he even tells you how to do it Jesus didn't just say hey blessed are they he didn't just leave you at that he even tells you how to overcome your problem I don't know about y'all, but I think that's pretty awesome. Listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. You've heard these verses many times, but here's how to overcome problems. Here's how to have the strength God wants you to have. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I We'll give you rest. You got a problem? Take it to Jesus. How many times that's the last thing we do? Anybody besides me ever do that? You know, I'll do everything else trying to fix something. Everything else trying to get things right. and Tell God how to fix it before I say, here you go, God. I can't do nothing with it. Help me. Yeah. And he said, just bring it to me. If I'd have done that to start with, how many times have you saved yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of problems? Yeah. He goes a little further. He says, once you do that, he says, then take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest of your soul. Let me tell you the best thing to do when problems arise. Go to God in prayer and get into his word. Amen. I mean, I tell you, there's something about finding, and it's amazing how God will take you to verses that you need in the time of problems, in the time of heartaches, in the time of, I mean, you can be just the most depressed human being in the world, come across verse and say, well, I got joy, because why? Because I know where I'm going when I die. Hey, if nothing else, I know my Lord. And then he says, finally, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So God gave you the way to get through, to understand the strength. He said, but you got to bring it to me. That's kind of the opposite of what we normally do. I don't know about y'all. How many of y'all like to sit, wall, or complain? Anybody? My wife says I do that a lot. Don't I, honey? She says, if you just quit, you know, and I'm like, you know, I, I forget sometimes what Jesus said about the enemy. He said, he said this, he said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. You see, Satan likes to take somebody. Especially he loves to get hold of Christian when they're down. You know, when, when you when you're weak, when you get a battle, when things ain't going right. He likes to get us and, and, and make say, well, if you if you is right, you know, if you're doing good, everything be fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know about y'all, it's not what my Bible says. My Bible says that we're gonna have problems. My Bible says we're gonna have heartaches. But God says, I'm here for you. Let me carry him. Bring him to me. It's amazing that we forget about that. And Satan knows that. He'll stop up our eye, heart, ears. He'll, he'll, he'll cover our eyes. And he'll let us forget about God. We'll try to fight the battle on our own. Can you imagine if David went out against Goliath and he went out there with Saul's stuff like he, like Saul wanted him to do? Can you imagine him trying to pick up that big old heavy sword? That boy could barely even lift. He'd try to walk around in armor. It wasn't his. That, that, also, also, does it. Squish. Yeah, see? That's what happens to us. We go out there and we forget God's already provided you armor. He's already provided you the instruments to fight with. But sometimes we leave it laying in the tent. Right. Pick up your Bible. Pick up your word. Pick up your praise. And go out into the world every day. Amen. Because that battle's going to happen. We need to remember. I like what Jesus said the last part. He says, I'm come that they might have life. And they might have it more abundantly. You know, as a child of God, we can have life in the midst of a problem. You know, you ever been to a funeral of somebody who is a child of God and they died and people are smiling and they're happy? Isn't that amazing? We can find joy in a funeral because we know where they're at. And we got to promise we'll see them again. You know, it hurts, but God's there to give us the comfort that we need. We need to stop listening to Satan. He's a liar and take it to Christ. You know, listen, some of our problem is, is that, that we try to fight the battle alone. Anybody ever done that? Oh, I got a problem. Jim, you ever done that? I've done that. I, and I do that a lot. James said this. He says, is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven of him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one to another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah. You know, I've always read that verse and I always thought about when you're sick, you come and say, hey, when you pray over me, I'm sick. But you know, sickness isn't just a, a disease. Sometimes sin can get you sick to where you're not where you need to be. Maybe you need to go to somebody and say, hey, I got an issue in my life. Will you pray with me? You ain't got to tell them what it is. You ain't got to get into the details of it. But what you need is a fellow brother or sister praying for you. See, if I got a problem, I say, Jimmy, will you pray for me? And I know he will. I don't have to tell him what the problem is. I know he'll lift me up to the Lord. Amen. And that power of that prayer is because because I know hey I know that he, he's meaning it when he prays it. I know it's going to be a powerful prayer. and sometimes that's what I need when I'm sick. when I got that sin and disease that's got me away from God. let me tell you what a sickness is that's not ill not physical. There's spiritual sickness where, where you get away from God and your soul gets to hurt, and things start going wrong, that's when you need to reach out to somebody and say, will you pray for? Him? Will Amen. you lift to? Look, God, my boy he says, if you see it, it'll heal. You. If you got sin, he'll forgive you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen? God says, sometimes we just need a little help. How I many of you try to fight a battle on your own? I do it a lot. Oh, I think I ain't nobody can help me. But I got a church full of brothers and sisters that I love and I hope they love me too. Amen. And and I can come to you and say, I I need you to pray for me. That's that's what the greatest thing about being a child of God is. That's that strength that God says, I can do all things through Christ. You ever think about this? We are Christ here today. We are his church. We are his body. So through them, we can do anything if we pray for each other. We've seen it happen. We know it happens. He can heal. He can do all kind of things. You think about it, he, he, I like it, he, he, not only does he do that, but he, he equips you. Listen to this, he knows you can't go the battle alone, but he says this, he said in John 16, he says, these things I have spoken unto you, that you might have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. See, God said, Jesus said, I'm going to give you some peace because you're going to be at, you're to have it. How I many of you have had bad weeks? You've had bad days. Things just fall apart. It happens, amen. And it also when you call somebody and say, "We well, you pray for me and God just seems to lift that burden, steers you in the right direction, ain't it a wonderful thing? I think it's awesome. Listen to this. I think of this. There is no problem. There is nothing that God can't handle. And he says, he says this. Paul said in Romans 8.31, What shall we say of these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You need strength. You need to be lifted up. Give it to God this morning. You know, I thought about one of the things that tends to happen to me a lot. Probably happens to a lot of us. Everybody ever got complacent in your walk as a child of God? Oh, things okay. Things going right. And I think it's one of the biggest things. You know, gotta, I got to be wary of this because as a, as a pastor, it, it can be dangerous. Listen to what, what Jeremiah 10, 21 says. He said, but the pastors are become brutish. And that word means senseless and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper and their flocks be scattered. I come across that verse one. Day. I said, man, what a warning what a warning for me that i better watch what i'm doing i need to stay on top, and it's easy to become complacent isn't it you know how many, of y'all, how many of y'all have to live every day anybody? How many of you have to get up and do things every day isn't it man, we we get too many irons in the fire sometimes and we put god on a back burner well we we take them for granted we become complacent here i got a warning for me that i got to be careful because it don't just affect me, it affects everybody. And then I thought about that. We all need to be mindful of this one. let's this. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 6 says, And them that are turned back from the Lord, and those that have not sought the Lord nor inquired of him. We forget that God describes us in the Bible sometimes. I mean, if you've sometimes not sought God, you've turned your back. You didn't realize it. So well, I've been all right, but you, know, you have to say, well, how much praying have you done? How much studying have you done? How many times have you honestly searched for God? You know, we, we forget the power of God. You know, Paul, or, or Luke tells us in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, he says, these were no more noble than the Thessalonica, that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily were and those things were so. The Bereans didn't just listen to Paul and, and Silas and them. They got into God's word. They did it daily. How many of us daily seek out God? Or, you know, I find myself getting complacent and only seeking them out when there's problems. God said, I'm here always. I never leave you, but how many of you leave you? You ever thought about that? How easy it is to do that? You know, most people, I I heard something this past week and it made me think about something. The guy said that most people in America do no longer study their Bibles, but they wait to listen to someone behind a pulpit to tell them what to believe. How do you know if what I'm saying is true? If you're not in God's word, I could tell you anything. And you say, well, the pastor said it, it must be true. Just because somebody stands behind a pulpit, puts on a shirt and a tie, doesn't make them right. The danger of complacency is forgetting what God's word can do. Hebrews 4.12 reminds us, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper, Than any two edged sword, piercing, even dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. This word can get you, it can cut you, it can hurt you, but it can rebuild you, strengthen you, see you through problems. But you've got to get into God's word. And you you think about when you get away from God's word, you ever thought about what happens? Proverbs chapter 30, verse 20, gives us a picture of it. And it said this, it says, Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness. See, that's what happened. Well, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm all right. Get into his word, find out. You know, I, I, I read his word one time. I was, reading, I was reading the Bible. And I didn't like what it said. Because it was reminding me what I was. It was reminding me of things I had done. It cut. It hurt. But I said, man, I need to get back into this. Because if I don't, I'll forget who I am. But thank God, with Christ's strength, there's ways out of things. He gives us a plan of how to do it. Listen to this. First thing is you've got to reach. Isaiah 55, 6, 7 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. You know, as I read those verses, the wickedness, I said, but this is somebody who knew God. So we need to to seek God. We need to reach for Him. Then once you reach for Him, you need to be reacting, you know, finding out the way God tells you to do it. You ever realize that God gives you a way out of everything? He says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, He says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who would not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you are able. But the temptation who also make the way escape that you may be able to bear it. God says, I've given you ways out of problems. Sin comes into your life, I've given you a door out. Question is, will you get up and go through it? How many of you ever know that God's trying to get your attention in the middle of something you're doing, you know you're doing something wrong, and he throws things at you, but you won't keep on doing it? Anybody ever get angry? is amazing how that just gets bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? God says, I gave you a way, but you wouldn't take it. Every problem we come upon, every sin that happens, there's a way out of it, but you gotta be willing to take it because not always is it easy. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it like, you ever been to one of those cave places where they got fat man squeezes? Yep. I don't like him. Because <laughs> there's some of them I can't make it through. I remember going in one and it, these kids were just running through it. So I thought, well, if they get through there, I can too. <laughs> yeah, I like when I got out. <laughs> yeah, I come out, my belly was scraped up. It hurt. I made it halfway. I'm I going to go all the way, I said, one way or the other. They're they going to have to move this mountain and get me out. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It hurt. Sometimes God gives you a way out. It ain't easy. It's going to hurt. That's why we don't always take it. Sometimes you just need to say, God restored me the joy of my salvation. Some of you ain't had joy in a while. When was the last time you smiled just being saved? Listen to this. Zechariah chapter nine, verse 12 says, turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. God said, come back. Get away from what you're doing and come back. And I'll give you strength. Because we all know that He gave us strength to overcome death. You know, we all have one thing in common. In Hebrews 9.27 says this: It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. You know, for me and a lot of y'all here today. We could say, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty five, 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if we were to die today, we've had the strength to overcome death. I want to share a story with you. It's a true story. It says there was a certain man, rich man who was clothed in purple, fine linen, he fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, desiring to be fed of the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, dogs came and licked his sores. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his, boot, his bosom. Two different men. One knew Jesus, one didn't. <clears throat> and so that's just a story. The question is, are you willing to take that chance? It's not just a story, it's a true story. It really happened. They all have, They every, each man in this story had something in common. Romans 3, for all have sinned and come short to the glory of God. They both died. They both could have gone to heaven. So Peter told us in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, he says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, God don't want nobody to go to hell. You choose whether or not to go. You know, Jesus said said this. He said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Paul told us in Romans 10, thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. How many of y'all remember praying the prayer? I don't remember the prayer I prayed. I just remember praying it. It was the greatest prayer I ever prayed because I know now where I'm going. You know, If you want to be saved and there's some that might be watching us there's a few things you got to do. You got to admit that you're a sinner. You got to be willing to repent and turn from your sins. Just saying a prayer doesn't save you. You got to be willing to do what God wants you to do. And you got to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and rose again on the third day for you. Then you just got to ask. You just got to pray a prayer like this, dear dear Lord. I know I'm a sinner. I know I need you. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Right now I turn from my sins. And open the door of my heart to you. My life to you. I receive you as my Savior. Come into my life and save me. Thank you for loving me. Amen. It's those simple words. You ain't got to say exactly as I did. But something like that. And believe it, you can be saved. You know, this morning, I can do all things through Christ. And if you're a child of God, you can do this. John twelve twenty six. if any man serve me, let him follow me where I am. There also my servant be. If any man serve me, him my father will honor. I thought about serving God this week and the, the strength he gives us to do it. He gave us an example of how to do it. In John 13, he stopped and he washed his disciples' feet. See, that wasn't something a savior or a king or a master should do. That was a, a servant job. Jesus said to them Know ye not what I have done unto you? You call me Master and Lord, and well say ye, for I am so. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye you also ought to wash each other's feet. I've given an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Jesus reminds us, sometimes we've got to humble ourselves to do what God tells us to do. See, the ability to humble yourself comes from strength that comes from Christ. Because to overcome our pride takes an awful lot. When you got saved, God gave you the strength to ask him into your heart. You had to humble yourself to admit you were a sinner. So I asked a question this morning. Would you humble yourself... To serve the one who strengthens you. I'm going to close with this verse. And it's Romans 8.28. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. See, God gives you the strength to be able to do it. This morning, he's calling each of us. You say, Well, Pastor, I can't do what I used to do. Well, ask him, What can I do for you, God? Can I pray? Can I encourage? Can I lift up? Can I invite? Can I just smile at people and tell them God loves you? Can I be an example? What is it God's calling you to do today? But notice what he ended with. He said to them who were called according to his purpose. We're all called. He gives us the strength to do it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, humbly approaching the throne of grace. Father, I thank you for the strength in the time of need. I thank you for the strength. When I've grown weary, when I've walked away, then you call me back. Father, I pray this morning that maybe somebody who's listening or watching us or here today, that don't know you, Father, might come to know you. Father, maybe there's somebody here that's battling a, a, a fight, and it's the sickness or, or just a battle they're going through. Lord, let them know that you'll lift them up. You'll give them strength. And they too can say, "I can do all things through Christ." Father, I pray during this time of invitation. Lord, you lead us and you guide us and you show us what you would have us to do. In the Lord's name, I pray. Amen. Gina. Page one thirteen,
0: Heavenly Highway Center.
2: you have a blessed and wonderful week. We'll see y'all Wednesday night.